And an explosive day already. As of this recording, the San Antonio Spurs are in the upside down. Can we say that? Stranger Things reference coming out uh, July 1st. The the final couple of episodes of Stranger Things for season, what, four? Five, I think? One of the two? Season four, yes, sir. Season four. Okay, then there's season five coming out, too, which is the last Mm -hmm. season of Stranger Things. So we are in the upside down here. In San Antonio, as your San Antonio Spurs have traded away their only all-star from a year ago, DeJounte Murray, to Atlanta for Danilo Gallinari, and three first-round picks, which we're going to get into all that here on this explosive episode of Sweep the League, Rudy Campos Jr., Shamaya on the beats in the background, the Rock, Rocky Garza, and stats, all of us in this one little place to talk about the huge news that is DeJounte Murray, as well as the draft. We uh, we had the Spurs draft all three first-round picks, didn't even move them, at least not yet. I still think there's more trades to be coming. Three first-round picks, who won the draft? We're going to get into that. Also, sweep or keep, we've got that coming up as well. Gentlemen, I uh, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised that we saw Dejounte move that off. Past few weeks, we've seen it. Atlanta's been the top team that uh, has been going around. The Spurs were winning a lot of draft picks. They got a lot of draft picks. I had a feeling that when Gallinari's contract became official after four o'clock our time, that's when the news would break. And sure enough, five minutes after that is when the news broke that DeJounte Murray was a Hawk and the Hawks were sending Gallinari as well as three first-round picks. Y'all's thoughts, let's start with stats. Stats, the thoughts on that, I mean, I see Spurs fans left and right complaining, bitching. I even see some media guys, um, you know, after claiming that they want the Spurs to tank and it's tank, you know, why do you make the playing game? Well, now it's full-blown tank, and then I see some media people saying, well, that was a terrible deal. I mean, what the shit do you want? You want a tank, you've got to give your best player away for free, basically. But what was your initial thoughts on hearing that DeJounte was moved to Atlanta? Uh, I mean, with, like leading up to it, we saw all the rumors and all of the potential trades and a lot of teams interested in DJ, but... Uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, actually seeing it was kind of like, whoa, you know, like seeing the official announcement of it. Um, you know, he it was, was a nice Woj bomb. Season. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, and it's similar, like, you know, you see, you, you hear all these rumors and trade offer, uh, you know, gossip all over like social media. So you're kind of like expecting it. But when you actually see it and you get hit with the news, it's still kind of shocking. Like just it's, it's more like surreal shock. Uh, than anything, but um, yeah, the Spurs are heading towards full-blown tank. Um, and I think, and again, it's no surprise in a way because the Spurs have struggled to get free agents. Um, and I think they realize with the uncertainty of Zach Levine, who, you know, it still sounds like he's probably going to end up re-signing with the Bulls or if not the Bulls, any like another team besides the Spurs. 
Um, and then, you know, other free agents, they probably can't get the help for DJ. So they're thinking, well, let's hit the reset button. Let's get a bunch of first round picks for him and send him off to a potential contender or potential, you know, team that will make the playoffs. That will probably be a top five seed or four seed next season in the East, um, with Trey. And, uh, now there's talks of even Atlanta being in the hunt for Deandre Ayton. So, um, yeah, uh, they're, they're looking good over there. I don't think they go to, I don't think they get that Aiton move for some reason. I feel, I still think the Spurs are in on Aiton. I mean, now you've got 11 picks over the next seven years. So you can give Phoenix a plethora of picks for DeAndre Aiton. And not only that, yeah, you could, Atlanta can basically give them John Collins, but what about picks? I mean, Phoenix is going to want picks. They're not going to want just a player swap, in my opinion. They're going to want something in return for the future. So, I think with the Phoenix Suns, I mean, if you're the Spurs and you throw in, you know, Jakob picks, maybe even a Doug McDermott, you know, I think Phoenix likes that deal, being that it's a veteran squad. That deal makes a lot of sense for them. So I still think the Spurs have an, they have an option there to still go after Aiden. But you're right. I mean, they according to Woj, Atlanta's not done making deals. They're they're going to look to move Collins and that's going to be, that's going to be the surprising thing here. Where does John Collins go? Rock Twitter's going crazy, man. I mean, I saw it. I sat back. I was laughing because you see the same shit over and over again. I mean, you're happy Spurs fans. You got pissed off Spurs fans. Everybody's pissed off because Jante was leaving. But when you're trying to rebuild, you've, you've got to start through the draft and that's where now I'm seeing like, well, you know, that was a terrible deal. This was that, this was bad. Was it really a terrible deal? I mean, not necessarily. You got what you wanted and which, you know, you wanted compensation before you left. Uh, I saw a new thing that that Brian Rinhorst was reporting that DeJounte wasn't going to be signing an extension this summer if offered. Exactly. So th- in a way, you know, the, the Spurs have been known to be very late if, if not, just don't get anything for the players they've lost. Look at DeMar. You know, they could have gotten way more, but they got what they barely got, and they got lucky with that sense. They let Lamarcus go. You know, he had a Damari Carroll, not as big as a name, but, I mean, Spurs fans were real hype about him when he came in, but bought out. Um, the whole Kawhi Leonard saga, they could have got way more if they would have pushed towards it. So it kind of signals, you know, flesh, blood. And in a way, Brian Wright's kind of just trying to fix all the mistakes that the franchise has made in the past. You made you know, a you made a hell of a point. Not to cut you off, but I don't think a lot of people realize that they're quite gone. Dejounte Murray now gone. It seems like Brian Brian Wright is putting his stamp on this Spurs team. He's bringing his own team and kind of you know. No, I don't mean it in a bad way. So don't think anybody out there don't take it in a bad way. But you're kind of weeding out the old regime or the old regime's players. If you think about it, I mean, DeMar's gone. Rudy Gay was gone. Patty Mills was gone. You know, the last couple of guys, you know, in the R.C. Buford pop days, you know, you're talking Derek White, Boston, DeJounte Murray, Atlanta. Who's left from that regime? That uh, that regime? I mean, really nobody. Mm -hmm. So you're right. You brought up a fantastic point. I started to look at that. I'm like, wow. You're, you're consistently right. But I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. You got anything else? Go ahead, man. No, no, yeah. And so, you know, going off that, I mean, I get Spurs fans 
over the years, I'm and I'm guilty too. We've been so spoiled of the Spurs winning, you know, being in the playoffs, and we're so obsessed with the fact of well, we well we can just add these free agents. You know, we're so we're we're close, we're close. You can say that, but let's say they would have kept the team, and you realistically somehow get an Aiton from being a playing team. How how high does Aiton elevate you? You know, you're still going to have DeJounte who's going to be needing an extension. Are you realistically going to pay him 40 mil a year? What he would be eligible for? Is he a guard that's going to be taking you to the motherland? Don't get me wrong. DeJounte is a, is a pretty solid guard, but is he that guy? Is there even a that guy on the Spurs right now? I mean, before the whole DeJounte trades for surfaced, they had been reviews that Josh Primo was getting high praise from the coaches. Whether that's true or not, I just feel like it'd be more smarter to ride with Primo and kind of look towards the future because he's only given take what 18, 19. And if he's bringing this skill set and only going to get better and grow, he arguably could be better than DeJounte ever was. Cause I mean, what was DeJounte's ceiling? You're going to get higher at, what was he going to bring to the table? You know, he's a two way guard, but what is his big thing he's known for his defense? Yeah. But is he a scorer? I mean, Primo arguably is both ways. So why not go towards the flesh blood? And, and I know Spurs fans were like, whoa, we could have got more. But realistic, we're all just more. Exactly. Mean- and what what were we going to get? You know, a franchise player? I mean, what, what were we going to ask for? Uh, Trey Young straight up, you know, something like that. But I mean, Gallinari's on an expiring contract, could be bought out. And Spurs fans are going to be even more when he gets bought out, most likely. Hopefully, I mean, I kind of want to see what he does. I've always been a kind of a Gallinari guy. But I mean, those picks aren't that. Those picks aren't that bad. I mean, yes, there people are like, well, the Charlotte pick, it, it won't get conveyed to the Spurs if it's if it's outside if it's inside the one sixteen. So like, Charlotte's likely gonna be up there contending into that playing spot. So they'll probably be around the 17, 18. So that's gonna be another pick. You have the own pick, which is a loaded draft class, which I heard you talk about earlier. Yeah. And then you're and then in twenty twenty and then over the next course of years, you're gonna have multiple picks. So what more do the Spurs fans want? Mm-hmm. It's I don't know stats. I mean, can you maybe get on something like that? Maybe you have a different perspective because I I'm not so sure that I mean the only deal that I heard out there that would have made more sense was the Minnesota deal where apparently it was D'Angelo Russell at three to four first rounders. That makes a lot of sense, but you're trading a guy within the conference, and that's usually not a good thing. Spurs are known to trade him outside of the conference, so it's either going to be New York or Atlanta. I'm kind of feeling the Atlanta deal. You're getting three first. I mean, you're getting 11 picks overall in the next seven years. I mean, do you see a negative somewhere in there? Um, Not really. I think people are more just overreacting at the fact, and and, and they have a good reason to react this way, just at the fact that DJ's moving and he's going to a different team. And I think give, give the fans a few extra days to kind of let it marinate, you know, let it kind of digest and let them kind of fully understand what just happened. Because the Spurs, like I said, like they got three first round picks. Um, they're looking towards the future. Every team has its cycles of resets and championship contenders. And that's just the law of how basketball works, how sports work. Teams are going to have highs. Teams are going to have lows. And I think Brian Wright made the right choice in looking towards the future because he's looking at a Spurs team right now that's probably, what, like eighth seed next season, maybe, you know, prior to this trade. Um, so he's looking towards the future, looking to get more potential rather than looking at a plateau. And um, I think he, he, I mean, Jakob is next. I think he's going to get traded for sure. Um, and so yeah, I mean, he has I, to be. I wouldn't be surprised if Keldon's like a 25 point 
scorer next season because he's going to have to carry that load. I mean, uh, you would think Keldon, but I mean, you also have Devin. Primo is going to pretty much be given the keys to the house now. I think Primo is going to probably end up being your point guard with Trey Jones backing him up. The, the people wanted, you know, the young guys to take over the team. So, right. I mean, what the hell? And you're right. I have the Spurs making two more moves, and one of them being Jakob, the other one being Doug McDermott. I think those two guys are going to be moved. And who knows? I mean, like I said, you're probably calling Phoenix and seeing what do you want for Aiden in a sign-and-trade. Obviously, DeAndre doesn't want to go back. You have Bradley Beal out there. I mean, you can throw a max deal towards Bradley Beal if need be. Um, of course, Harden opted out. You're not going to go after James Harden. I really hope you don't go after James yeah, Harden. Nor, I, I don't see any reason to anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. He just hasn't been the same. But before before we kind of move on with uh, with this, uh, the Spurs, and again, this all ties into what y'all are saying about hitting the reset button and looking towards developing the young guys that they have now. Um, this gives them the chance to get that experience even through the hard times. And the Spurs will probably end up like getting like top three picks at some point in these next few seasons because they're not going to be good, you know? No, especially in a loaded 2023 draft. I mean, good God, you're talking about Victor Wambanya, Wambanyama, you know, being probably the number one overall pick. You just traded a point guard away. You have uh, Scoot Henderson. You know, he's going to be out of the G League, out of Ignite. I mean, you're talking about guys like, um, Armando Bicot out of North Carolina, who's in the second round right now, being, you know, mocked in the second round. This guy has first-round talent. You've got a ton of people. Um, I really Jalen Smith was another one. I mean, a ton of people that are projected second-rounders that are easily first-round picks. So you definitely have a loaded draft in 2023. I was just kind of hoping – you got a solidified second pick in the 2023 draft, which it could still happen. I mean, you could still technically move one of these picks, maybe move another player and a couple of picks to get back into the 2023. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a complete reset. And, you know, I'm going to ask both of you guys this and Shamaya jump on in whenever you need to, man. I mean, I want you to jump in on this too, but give a time frame. If you are the Spurs front office, What's the time frame on a rebuild? What do you, how many years do you give yourself to make this happen? Because we're going to get into the uh, draft picks that they had. You have a plethora of guards. You have a plethora of scores, put it that way. Now you're probably a few bigs away. But where? how long do you see this rebuild going for? Anybody can jump in. I mean, I think it's going to be two to three years realistically. I mean, if they somehow win... The when Benaya, I don't know how to say his name, with Victor, um, sweepstakes, would that elevate them towards, you know, playoff contention right away? No, but they'll be a fun team. I mean, you're going to see the growth of Primo Vassell, Shohan, Malachi, um, and whoever else is going to be part of the team, which is going to be very fun. And I don't get why fans, I mean, I, it is funny to joke about, you know, tickets are going to be cheaper. You know, we get to watch a poverty team, but it's like, it's exciting to see new fresh blood and see and grow with the team and live through it. I mean, you can bring up the Warriors in a sense, but they've had, you know, those franchise players those arguably, you know, really solid players in the league where they kind of essentially tanked and they got two top picks. And now look at them now. 
let's just say the Spurs are kind of going around the same course. I mean, you're going to take a little contention. They have been going downhill just a little bit, but have the Spurs follow the course, get some solid players, you know, if anything, top 10 players, and then see where you go from there. You're going to have money. You can add some players along the way, but it's going to be fun to see where they're going to be going from two years from now. I mean, whether we're on the radio with this show now or shoot, maybe before on TV with Sleep the League, who knows in two years what's going to happen. Um, we're going to come talk about this, you know, what, yeah. what, what do we, what do we remember from two years ago when we were all shocked about the DeJounte Murray trade, you know, look what we got from then to now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about radio. I don't know about TV. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, but I don't I think Shamaya draws a line at radio. I don't think he wants us to go on TV. <laughs> we have faces for radio. We don't have faces for TV. I know I don't. I don't know. You guys probably do, but I don't. Stats. Yeah. yeah stats. Uh, same thing, man. How long do you think this rebuild will go for the Spurs? Like rebuild is in like they're a contender or like a playoff no, team? Let's let's be realistic. Just a playoff team. Playoff team. Um, I give them three seasons. Three seasons, man. Okay. I think I'll go there. Yeah. It's just, they got a really young team. It's going to take some time to develop and they've still got talent that they haven't drafted yet. That is going to need time to develop. And rock rock brought up a really good point though. You know, people like on Twitter joking about, uh, you know, cheap seats. Well, this is a perfect time to support the team when they are at its lowest so that you can watch these young guys grow. And when, by the time they get to the peak and they get to the best version of themselves, you can say that you were there, like right from the beginning. So Spurs fans shouldn't lose hope. Um, this organization has proven that it can rise from the ashes. And, it you know, span, uh, fans have just been spoiled by just all of the uh, success that they've had with the Duncan, Manu, Parker, and, you know, Kawhi days. Um, and it's just, it's just uh, turning over a new page, you know. Yeah, it really is, man. I mean, it's it's a new era for San Antonio Spurs basketball. I don't know why, but for me, it excites me. This is like exciting times for me. You, you're in the unknown. You've got a lot of young guys. You've got a lot of cap space. So, I mean, yeah, if it's a rebuild, it's a rebuild. I'm, I've even seen the bullshit out there on social media. It's like, well, this is great because this means that the Spurs are moving to Austin. This spells the end of Spurs in San Antonio. They, they're building a oh, facility wow. by La Cantera. Exactly. All these new, the new facility coming up. I mean, how in the hell, why are they doing all this and they're going to leave? But at the same time, you, it's like I said, it, you brought a good point. That's the spoiled fans. You, you're champions, you're winners, you're a dynasty. You know, you've got the greatest, you know, organization during that time the most winningest big three in the regular season of all time. I mean, you've got, you're spoiled, but you're going to have to come down the mountain sometime. It happens to every team, every single team. So I'm, I'm excited for a rebuild. I'm excited that this is going to happen. It makes a lot of sense. Start it now. Yeah, and, gotta, he, and to the spoiled fans, you know, they got to check themselves. Because you know who else is excited? Greg Popovich. You know, Mike Finger said, can report that Greg Popovich gave his official blessing to the Murray trade. And while nothing is guaranteed, he's completely on board with coaching a bunch of kids next season. As a team source told me, he's excited like he's back at Panoma Pitzer. So if, if an older man, I mean, I, I don't know that his age is top of my head. But if Pop is excited about the team... And he arguably knows more about basketball than everyone combined in San Antonio because he's the GOAT. Then why aren't we excited? 
it makes no sense to me. Why are we going to keep Debbie down in this team and always support them to the good times? There's always going to be bad times in sports, no matter what team you root for. So why not be there through the whole ups and downs? Because that's just part of the journey. Yeah, I'm excited. I really am excited. And again, to everybody out there who was on Team Tank, this is exactly what you wanted. You wanted this kind of move. So I'm tired of seeing the bullshit out there saying, well, this was terrible. We should have never given DeJounte away. Well, with DeJounte, you're a play-in type team. You're not going to be completely Team Tank. So if you got nothing in return, and you you got Gallinari as the only player in return, is Gallinari going to put up all-star stats? No. I mean, you're officially in Team Tank is what it is. You're in Tankathon, basically. So you got what you want. So everybody out there, quit bitching about it. You got exactly what you wanted. You wanted a team to tank. You wanted a team to get a high draft pick next year, get one of the you know top lottery picks. You're getting what you wanted. So don't go around and bitch, say, well, we didn't get anything for DeJounte. You're not supposed to get anything for DeJounte if you don't want to win. I mean, it's clear as day as that. So I even put the next move I see them making, on, I put on Twitter, is DeAndre Ayton. Go after a big. When you are rebuilding a franchise, one of the main pieces you need is a big man. Are you guaranteed Victor next year? No. Go guarantee yourself a big man, a young big man at that. Because what happens if you go and get Ayton and you're lucky enough to draft Victor? You've got a nice one-two twin tower punch that you've had in the past. You've got a crap load of guards. You've got a crap load of scorers. You can afford to go get Aiden. And I, I immediately, I had a guy on Twitter tell me, you know, why, if we're tanking, why are you going to go get Aiden? Makes no sense. Because it doesn't make you any better than what you were. It'll win you some games, but... You're not any better than what you were. You're probably going to be even worse because you have nobody that is solid to run the team right now. So I don't know. I I guess I'm lost on that whole thing about where, you know, you have people that wanted the tank, but then are pissed off at this trade. It makes no sense to me at all. Like at all. I don't know if it makes sense to you guys at all, but to me, it kind of pisses me off because like you're getting exactly what you asked for. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. again, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'll just say I agree. Yeah, no, for sure. And Rudy and Rock and Shamaya, I think this is all, a lot of this too is just the fact that the news just broke and people are still like emotional and frustrated about it and trying to come to terms with it. But I think by, you know, in a few days, like this will all pass and they'll start realizing the logic behind it. Um, and of course, some fans just won't. They won't get that and won't look at it from biz- from a business standpoint because that's what this game is. It's a business. Sports is yeah. a business. Thank and you, you got to get pieces for the pieces that you have. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And you know, Team Tank fans should be happy. Um, yeah, you're going to tank. You, you. They got draft picks. That's the important thing. You're not supposed to get good players to keep your team in the play-in you're supposed to trade away your good players to get draft picks and assets so that your team can get a higher pick in the draft lottery. Shamaya, you're going to have a lot of editing on this because everything that we're saying, we need clips of this like big time to put it out on social because everything we're saying is true. And it's weird. You have a lot of the actual NBA experts, NBA analysts that have said exactly what we're saying. 
and they're coming out saying the exact same thing. But then you've got people who claim to be experts and who claim to know what the hell they're talking about saying the exact opposite. Total loss, total loss. Well, shit, man. I mean, like you said, you're not supposed to get good players in return if you're not trying to win. You're supposed to get draft picks. Exactly what you wanted. So, yeah, Rock, you had something on this. Before we move on to the uh, the draft for the Spurs, I want to get your take on that, Rock, is what we were just talking about. But yeah. first, uh, real quick, um, this is Sweep the League podcast. Stats, Rocky, Shamaya on the beats. We're going to get to Shamaya here in a little bit because his Pistons were phenomenal on draft night. This is Rudy Campos. You know you are listening to Sweep the League podcast. Also, be sure to check out the Baller Boys podcast every single Tuesday. And I am refocused radio. A lot of great stuff being dropped by both podcasts. Go ahead and check them out ASAP. Rock, give us your thoughts on this because, again, it seems like this is exactly what the Spurs want to do going into the offseason. Rebuild it. Yeah, and I think I think the one thing fans also got to realize is the Jante wasn't that prima donna uh, diva that you know kind of how Kawhi is like I want to request a trade. The Jante wasn't going out, you know, saying I want to trade. I want to, you know, I want to get out of San Antonio. He did post, you know, I want to win. Some speculated maybe the Spurs add some additions to get him some help. But Dejounte poured his heart out for this for the Spurs. He just tweeted out probably about ten minutes ago, you know, a thank thank you to San Antonio. He was nothing but professional. Yes, fans can get mad because, you know, DeJounte was a trolling in a sense, you know, not coming out and saying, no, I don't want to get traded. But he's just a player, man. I mean, he's a guy. He's young. Everyone trolls in a sense. I mean, what? why are we getting mad about a player doing that? You know, yes, you do want that reassurance. Yes, I'm going to stay. But it's a business like you and Stats are saying. I mean, it would have been different if he made a big debacle out of it and was saying, no, I can't wait to be with Trey Young. I can't wait to be with the Knicks. But no, man, I mean, he did everything he went good for the Spurs. And then he did come out, you know, kind of later after this trade, a couple hours later that he wasn't going to sign an extension. But then again, if he wasn't going to sign an extension, he knows his worth. If you know your worth, how is someone going to be able to tell me, no, you're not worth that much? As much as I personally don't believe if I was a Spurs GM, I would have signed DeJounte to a $40 million player because is he a $40 million player? If he believes he's a $40 million player, the market says so, then so be it. What is me to tell him, no, you're not worth that much? Yes, I get, you know, GMs tell players they're not worth that much. But, dude, go get your bag, man. I mean, if that's on the top of your priorities plus winning, go get your bag, set your family up. Because if our roles were reversed, anyone was reversed with DeJounte, there's no way you can't say you wouldn't go get your bag. Money yeah, just runs the runs the road, man. I mean, we're never promised another day, so why not go get your bag and live your dreams and try to win a title? Are you really going to win a title in Atlanta, though? Oh, no. No, I, I don't think because, I mean, you still got to go through the Bucks, the Nets, the Sixers, um, maybe, you know, the Raptors or, or the Heat. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. I mean, they're going to be a solid team, but I still don't see it. So that's why a lot of people are saying the Spurs won this trade because, I mean, the Hawks, yeah, they, you know, they'll be a solid team, but, you know, to contend, nah. I mean, unless they make extremely more moves, get real aggressive, but who knows? You know, I know this not until 2025, one of their picks, but that's three years from now. Who knows if the, if the Hawks blow this up or if Trey Young, God forbid, gets, gets injured or DeJounte, God forbid, gets injured and they tank. You know, it's going to be the same. No one thought the Lakers were going to be bad this year. 
I mean, and then look what happened. The Lakers were bad. They didn't even make the playoffs. Pelicans got their pick. Anything can happen in this league. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, not necessarily shit on the trade or anything. Um, but I'm, I'm going to actually point something out here. And people got to understand this. So basically the Hawks have DeJounte Trey in the backcourt for at least two years, minimum two years. Now Trey is signed through 26, uh, 27 season, but that 26, 27 season is a player option. So look at what the Spurs got. The first pick that they got from Atlanta that's unprotected is in the summer of, is in the draft of 2025. So say Trey decides on bolting Atlanta after that season. Atlanta becomes a lottery team. So you're looking at 26 and 27 that you got from Atlanta. If there is no Trey Young, and obviously DeJounte probably won't be there too if Trey's bolting, you have just solidified two lottery picks in 26 and 27. Probably high lottery picks. People don't see the future when it comes to this shit. It's a it's a magnificent move by the Spurs because who's to say Trey Young will stay in Atlanta? Can we guarantee that? If he hasn't won anything in Atlanta, do you really think he's that type of player to say, I'm committed? I'm a Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I'm going to stay where I'm at. I'm a Tim Duncan. I'm a Kobe Bryant. I'm going to stay where I'm at. Trey's a part of the new blood in the NBA. He wants to win, and he wants to win a title. You don't see him bolting to go play for the Warriors or somebody like that that's kind of already loaded. It happens in the league. So I am all fine with that. If Atlanta decides to blow it up at the summer of 2025-26, Jesus, the Spurs are going to have two lottery picks probably in 26-27. People don't see that, man. It's a great trade. It's a great, great trade. And if it is true that DeJounte wasn't going to sign his, you know, offer, okay, move on from it. No big deal. No problem. Go do what you got to do. And I think that's where a lot of fans don't see. They just see, well, we're not getting anything now for it. Well, you, Rome wasn't built overnight. It takes a little bit of time. So... I think it's going to take a little bit of time. They actually have a lot of pieces in place to compete. They're just probably, instead of being one or two players out, they're probably like three players away from being a playoff team. And that's where free agency comes in. That's where making a trade, a sign and trade comes in. You have enough, you have enough capital now and assets in the draft to make those trades. So I just wanted to point that out. Those late picks are actually good because that's the end of um Trey Young's contract. So they're the Spurs are probably banking that, hey, you know what? If they're not winning, Trey's gonna bolt. So what does that make Atlanta? Screwed because then they don't have a pick, they have a pick swap that year. But say the Spurs are bad and they swap picks with Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta gets the number two pick, Spurs are number four. Well, guess what? Spurs get the second pick of the draft. I mean, bonus. And then say you still suck. 2027 rolls around. Atlanta still sucks. You could potentially have the first and second pick. I mean, there's unprotected picks. That's the thing. Unprotected. That's that's the key word right there. Unprotected. So, um, 
Yeah. So getting into draft talk, I mean, we want to talk here a little bit about the, uh, about the draft Spurs went out, they drafted uh, three guys in the first round, Jeremy. So um, Malachi Branham and Wesley, I I'm going to say it guys. My, my pick was Benedict Matherin. I was hoping that that would be a way the Spurs would get him. I think he's going to probably be rookie of the year. In my opinion. I mean, the guy is a baller, but before we get into the Pistons picks, the Spurs. Are you guys satisfied with the uh, the draft that the Spurs had? Personally, I I say it was an A. I mean, it's definitely an A. They they solidified you know the guard position. They brought in a a six foot eight, six foot nine guy that is a tremendous defender. Guys are not. He's being compared to Boris Diaw. I completely see that. But if you really work with him, you've got yourself another Kawhi Leonard easily. Just work on his offensive game, get him, you know, up to par. The guy is a master at defense. So I say it's an A, an A definitely. I can't say A plus, maybe A minus A for the draft, but that's my opinions on that. What do you guys got as far as the Spurs draft goes? Yeah, I'll just I'll just touch on Sohan, but um Man, this guy, like, they, and I really like your comparison that you, with the Kawhi there, because that's exactly the first thing I thought when uh, they drafted him, too, is, man, like, the more I looked into him, man, this guy's like a defensive specialist. He can, he has the potential to cover every position on the floor. He could be a rim protector. Uh, he can cover smaller guys, and he's got the size and, like, versatility and agility to do it he can shoot threes too of course his consistency has to get better but again like you said the spurs are very good at unlocking and developing a player's offense which is exactly what they did with Kawhi, because he came into the league as more of a defensive specialist and as we saw over the years he developed his three-point shot developed his ability to you know get to the rim and you know, draw fouls and um i think the spurs see a very similar build um in, in Sohan. So, um, yeah, I think I think this was a pretty good pick. I know it got a little bit of flack from uh, certain people, but uh, the more you kind of dig into it and, like, look into the player and what his skill sets are, um, yeah, guy's got a lot of potential. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely a lot of potential. I like the Sohan pick. I wasn't sold on it so much, but then again, with not very many options there, I mean, you could have gone Jalen Duran, obviously, but there's, there's something about Duran that probably didn't feel right. Spurs kind of knew it already. So I think from I think one of the concerns was uh, like motivation as far as his character work goes. Ethic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was one of I think I read like a, a draft profile and that was on one of his weaknesses as one of the concerns for him. Yeah. Rock, where are you ranking the Spurs draft picks? I mean, I personally liked it. We, I mean, I, me and you kind of touched base uh, during the draft and after the draft about the picks. I mean, I was, I liked Shohan going in, but I thought they were going to go Benedict or Johnny. Johnny was there. Uh, I know Spurs fans would have just blown up Twitter and probably just blown, blown their minds if they would have went with another guard, which wouldn't have been a bad pick because, you know, Johnny Davis is a baller. You know, he's going to ball out for the Wizards, but we'll have to see like, how he meshes with Bradley Beal if Beal does resign. But Shohan's, I mean, I listened to you, what you said earlier uh, on the podcast with Jeff Garcia about Shohan. I mean, I do agree that Shohan could get some time in the the G League, which would be beneficial for him. But Shohan's going to be a guy that's now going to get even more minutes because, I mean, 
Well, who else is going to get the minutes now? They're going to need to play him. But he's going to be a guy that's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, he's known to switch, able to be able to switch uh, any position. Um, he has great fashion sense, and, you know, just kind of adding that in there, like his lavender suit. We, we had to get the fashion talk by yeah. Ryan. I, oh, I, I love it, dude. Yeah. I love his fashion, man. He even, even Manu was saying, you know, he needs some fashion <laughs> tips. So, but I think Shohan just, he kind of reminds me of Keldon with his character. He's just a, a likable guy. He's going to go in probably in his first year, do the dirty work, you know, like people compared him to a Draymond in a sense. And he'll get his buckets here and there, but you're not going to, you're not expecting him to drop double digits off the bat. Maybe, maybe borderline 10, but it's, it's going to be multiple jumps. It's just going to be a wait. I mean, we have all the time in the road now because we're tanking. So it's going to be exciting to see what Shohan's going to do. I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. And, a lot of people said he was a steal of the draft, but more people seem to be more hyped about the Malachi pick. I didn't really know much of him, but after reading his draft profile and seeing who they got, dude, this guy's a heck of a baller. And You're going to fall in love with Malachi Brown. You're going to fall in love. I mean, th- this guy gets buckets, and he can get to his spot. He He's put it this way. Mm-hmm. He's a more polished uh, Josh Primo. Like get to his spot, but he can get there and score it quick. And the guy is going to be phenomenal. I'm hoping that we get more of him on the main roster than in Austin, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in Austin for majority of the year, but Jesus, this kid's going to be good. I mean, you're talking to a guy that should have been a lottery pick hands down, dropping all the way to 20th. This has Keldon Johnson written all over it. I mean, a late first round pick, and I mean, I, you and I know rock, we were in the pre-show for uh, this project Spurs NBA draft show. And I brought up two guys and kind of got a little flack for it, but I was like Malachi Brown and Blake Wesley. Mm-hmm. Where did they go? Both drafted by the Spurs. Perfect sense for the guys. And I, I feel that way. I mean, you're going to love Malachi. You're going to love Malachi Branham. The kid is a baller. And Wesley, I mean, if he can learn to calm down and play controlled, I mean, they hit it out of the park. The only reason the entire draft was Walker Kessler at, I believe it was 22. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, the first round went pretty damn good for a lot of the teams. One of them in particular is Oklahoma City. They, They had a tremendous draft again. But edging out Oklahoma City is Detroit basketball. The Pistons nailed it. Um, Cade Cunningham with Jaden Ivey in the backboard. Wow. Then you go and get a Jalen Duran. I mean, you what then they ended up getting Kimba Walker in a deal, right? In that same day, in the same trade. So you have. I don't know if he's been cut yet or if he's been bought out, but if he hasn't, you've got Kimba Walker who's able to come off the bench and spell time for these guys. Sadiq Bay, I mean, Isaiah Stewart. No Bagley. No Bagley. I, uh, Pistons are, are up. They're getting up there. I, I literally think they're a player away, and I'm thinking maybe a, a veteran away from being a playoff team. That's how close they are for me. Oklahoma City, he, they went up two notches after this draft. Mm-hmm. But those two teams and Memphis, 
an already loaded, and not only that, um, Golden State reloaded again with oh, Patrick Baldwin. I mean, good God, you've already got two of the best shooters in the damn league, and you go and get Patrick Baldwin, who's a shooter at that, at 6'10". If he stays healthy, oh, my God, the, the title is going to go through Golden State as well as now Denver, a healthy Denver team. Yeah, I mean, Clay, Clay better watch out. Yeah, Clay may not be getting that much playing time if you know if these all pan out. But getting back to Detroit, man, let's give Shamaya some love here. I'm giving him all the love right now. Detroit, in my opinion, had one of the best drafts in this uh, this year's draft. Show, give him some flowers. Show Shamaya some love for his Detroit Pistons. Detroit sports coming up, man. I don't know about the Lions yet. But the Pistons are definitely on their way up. We but both teams, both teams did hit hit on the draft this year. You have to admit that. Even the Lions. I mean, they got Hutchinson and Jamison. Yeah, I could say that. It's still what a quarterback away. Maybe? Yeah, in a sense. I mean, they could enter the the Bryce Young sweepstakes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or Stroud is out yeah, there. Yeah, Stroud well. too. Yes, I mean, or Van Dyke. You know, this is a solid quarterbacks coming out on this next draft. I can see Shamaya right now, just sitting back and smiling, and just ear to ear smile because he's going to be getting those bad boy Pistons uh, memes again and getting that feeling. Mark uh, stats. What do you got as far as Detroit goes, man? Do you see any other team that you might have felt won this draft? Um, I mean, I, I, man, I'm gonna stick with Detroit on this one, man. Uh, just, I think they nailed it. They got a center. They got Ivy, who I think is gonna end up being the best player on that team for the next years, like to come. Uh, he's got the most potential, I think, um, out of the three. And uh, it really, um, Pistons fans, you know, be excited, but you know, you know, hold your breath a little bit because the thing with the Pistons is, what is management gonna do? Like, how are they going to handle this? Because for years now, um, it's the concern with the Detroit Pistons has always been how the team has been managed. Um, they've had good players come in and out, but they were never really able to get it clicking. Um, so that's going to be the real test here for this organization. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I actually like the second round pick um, and uh, Gabriel Procida, where they were able to pick him up. Guy from Italy. I mean... We all know about Italian players. I mean, people that played overseas in Italy, they're they got some ballers out there. So yeah, Detroit's on the on the rise, man. A lot of great that was a great draft, a lot of great talent. It wasn't gonna be like a superstar draft, but it was a good enough draft to where you're gonna get guys to fill voids, to fill the needs that you have, to make the teams just a little bit better. Detroit being one of them. Man, we got Sweeper Keep coming up again. This is Sweep the League podcast. Rudy Campos Jr. stats, Rocky Garza. Shamaya on the beats. He's actually very happy with the Detroit draft. So congrats out to Shamaya and his Detroit Pistons. I have a feeling we're going to see him in some Detroit gear here pretty uh, pretty soon. But we're just getting the Sweeper Keep, man. Don't forget, Baller Boys podcast every single Tuesday. And I am refocused radio Great, great, great content from both uh, shows. Go out there, follow, listen to them. You can get them where podcasts are available. All right, Stats Sweeper Keep. I have a feeling that some kind of Spurs talk is going to be in there somewhere. Well, we'll find out on this episode of Sweeper Keep. Gentlemen, you know the rules. You know how it's played. But for our first-time listeners, let me just explain. Sweeper Keep, it's real simple. 
If you like it, you love it, you dig it, you're going to keep it. If you dislike it, if you think it's crap, it's rubbish, you're going to sweep it. So here we go, gentlemen. Let's begin. And interestingly enough, we are starting with a gentleman that was mentioned previously in this very show, actually, this very episode, Benedict Matherin. He says, I don't think anybody is better than me. LeBron's going to have to show me he's better than me. Sweep or keep? (laughs) I think he read my autobiography and was kind of like, yeah, I need that. I need that ravishing Rudy confidence. I'm going to keep it. I've, I have a hundred percent belief in Benedict Matherin said it before the draft. I've been saying it for a while. Benedict Matherin is that guy that is going to make a difference. I also said the same thing about Daniel Jones when he was drafted and that's still yet to come to par, but I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm keeping it. Benedict Matherin, LeBron James, watch out. Even though your grandpa age is showing Benedict Matherin is going to dunk on you, sir. Jeez, I mean, damn, it's bold. But I think I'm going to keep it, though, too, because, I mean, if you're a player in the NBA. I'm not going to fire you if you sweep it. You're no, 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 because I love I love the confidence, man. I mean, you're a player in the NBA. You've, you've seen these players most likely he most likely grew up playing. I mean, not playing, uh, watching watching LeBron play. And wouldn't you want to be better than your idol? That's like everyone's dream. I mean, I don't know who's who's, uh, Rudy's idol is, so I've been trying to figure that out. I mean, supposedly it's me, so he's trying to be better than me at everything. But nonetheless, I'm going to keep him, man. You know, you want that confidence from your rook. You know, he's going to make his mistakes, but you want to see him go against his idol, and that would be cool just to see him dunk on LeBron. He's going to memorize that forever, but it's just cool seeing, like, those rookies or first time or those players just – go against their, you know, a childhood idol. And when they get that praise of, of respect for them, it's like you, you're going to remember that forever. So don't, don't be surprised if you see down the road, Benedict talk about, you know, LeBron, give me respect, this and that, but I'm going to keep it. Well, would you buy the poster if he posterizes LeBron? I think we would have to. <laughs> oh yeah. Or well, am I going to buy it as an NFT now with the whole digital thing? I don't give a shit. I'm I'm old school, dude. I'm buying the poster and putting it in a frame on my wall. Yeah. I you know what? I hope he goes full blown John Morant on LeBron and where he has his hand on the back of his forehead on his head and like you know making LeBron, you know, eat nuts that entire night. That would be that would be epic right there. Yeah. Massive. So Shamaya, do you want to sweep or keep that? I don't even know. Is Shamaya even listening to us? Oh. Uh-oh, he unmuted. Get this noob out of here. <laughs> there we go. Soundboard City, here we go. Soundboard City, he's sweeping that. All right, Stats, what do we got next, man? All right, so speaking of epic fights here, uh, Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon oh, Bell shit. have signed contracts for a heavyweight boxing exhibition July 30th in Los Angeles. Uh, sweep or keep? Sweep that shit. There's a better fight between Rock and his zipper when he has to take a piss that I would rather see <laughs> that than the stupid shit. I'm getting tired of these gimmick fights. I know boxing, you have to attract boxing fans. You got to do whatever. But this is just another gimmick shit. I'm sweeping it. I'm keeping it just to go against Rudy. because I, I love going against Rudy. 
Plus, to all the fans out here listening, I rarely wear pants. I'm mostly wearing shorts. So, jokes on Rudy. I don't have a zipper half the time. So, all I got to do is just, you know, pull it on the shorts. That short is and, true. Holy shit. And, that is true. And so, see, Rudy just got the jokes on him. So, he, he knows when I don't wear pants. I, I think he's seen me wear pants before. I don't remember. Well, you know what? No, then it's a good thing because a fight between you and your zipper would be pay-per-view S because you never wear stuff with a zipper. I mean, yeah, it's not. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Why don't you wear? I, I take okay, the logic. Why, why don't you wear? Okay. Let me ask you, Rock. Why don't you wear anything with a zipper? Is, are you afraid that something might get caught in the zipper? No, I mean, I have pants. Are you that confident in yourself? Uh, there's, there's, I have pants something I, about Mary. Exactly. Yeah. How did the Frank get above the beans or whatever? No, but I, I just oh, don't God. really wear, you know, pants a lot just because the one they were in Texas. And I just in public school, like all my life, I grew up, you know, having to be forced to wear pants or like like your shorts has to be below your knee. And see, I used I actually used to wear shorts below my knee. I, I can send you a picture after the group chat and you'll be surprised. I actually did wear long shorts for once, but I realize I'm short and it doesn't look good on me and I don't like wearing pants. So that's why I'm always wearing shorts. Even when it's cold, dude, I wear shorts. All right, gentlemen, we need to, uh, we are introducing a brand new fellow to the sweep or keep game. Gentlemen, let's, 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 let's get a nice round of applause for Skip Bayless. He makes his debut here on sweep or keep Skip Bayless. You suck. There you go. (laughs) Better late than never. There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) He'll probably say the same thing about this because, well, you'll see. So he's addressing Draymond Green here. So Skip Bayless says, no, Draymond, the real reason you wouldn't want me on your new media podcast is you fear I'd make you look foolish. You could edit, but you'd know I'd be taping on my end. Of course, I'd love to have you on my podcast, but there's no way you'd risk that. So keep making excuses. Sweep or keep. Oh, God. This is a tough one. Rock, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm going to sweep this because I don't know why Skip is even saying that in a sense. If anyone's listened to the Draymond Green show, he spits a lot of points out and he's calling out these people that just like saying bull bull crap about things just to get ratings. I mean, he's called out Kendrick Perkins and Kendrick Perkins replied with the video that he did take down where he called him a drug dictatory word. I can't, I can't pronounce it right now, but uh, Draymond's podcast is really smart and just giving you that point of view of how he really knows the game and just calling out everyone. I think one example I can give is when, Nick Wright, um, that everyone knows, is one of kind of a Skip Bayless in a sense. But he told on Nick Wright saying that the Warriors never had a chance. And then when the Warriors won, he was like, oh, the Warriors were good. You know, this is why they won. This is not praising them. And he called him out saying, no, don't jump on the bandwagon now. You know, we'll respect you if you say this is why we didn't shoot. Well, this is why I didn't choose you. He calls out a lot of players. He just wants to be everyone to be real. Um, you know, for those who are big sports enthusiasts and like watching talk shows, the one guy I like watching now, including Draymond, is J.J. Redick. You know, J.J. gives you that, that viewpoint of being of how basketball works. Instead of just, you know, so-and-so said this or this is why this and giving a hot take but not providing evidence. But J.J.'s a really good analysis, and I like him, and I feel like he's one of the future ESPN analysts that they're going to thrive on. So I'm going to sweep it because, I mean, I think Draymond would – Sweep skip out of his podcast, and he wouldn't. And Jamal would never get embarrassed. 
Skip Bayless also a, a supposed Spurs fan. I don't know about now. Is he? Can we come get confirmation on that after the trade? I'm going to keep this only because I'd like to see a an old man with a big mouth fight a guy that's mediocre in the NBA. I guess. I mean, I don't know why. I just I, I'm. I'm a violent person. I want to see fights. I want to see, I don't want him to see, you know, I don't want to see Skip, you know, breathing on his last breath or anything. But if they're going to fight, let him fight. Now, that's better than the Peterson, Bell, or whatever the hell fight that we talked about earlier. Now, if you tell me Draymond's fighting Skip, then I'm, I'm probably dropping a few bucks to see that. And I'll definitely keep that. I'm going to keep that right there. So that's that's my take on that. We got any more? Yes, sir. We got one more. Now, here, here's what I'm going to do on this one. I'm going to say the quote first, and then I'll let you know who said it to who. Okay. All right. So this was from October 24th, 2019. You had the last five years. The next five years are mine. This was Patrick Beverly to Steph Curry in 2019. <laughs> wow. Well, you almost have to sweep that, I think. I mean, Patrick Beverly, he's like he's like that annoying fly that you just can't get away from. And I'll be honest, I mean, every team he's been on has been a playoff team, right? I mean, they've made the playoffs. So mm-hmm. obviously there's something about him, but he's just a dirty fucking player. And I don't like him at all. So anything doing with Patrick Beverly, I, I'm just sweeping it. I don't like the guy. I respect him because he made the NBA. He's playing in the NBA. His team wins, but I'm sweeping. I don't like the guy at all. I, If he retired today, I'd probably throw a party at Peter Piper's. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going, dude. I'm going. Reserving dude, a picture of beer and some pizza. I'm sold, man, dude. Heck yeah. You got to get a good workout in after that, though. Nah, I'll be all right, dude. We, we all live once. We all live short, so you got to eat good when you can. So we're yeah, all right. Yeah, make sure and eat all your Peter Piper pizza then and there, though, because it's inedible, like, once you take it home. Yeah. It's kind of like Little Caesars, man. I mean, you can't eat it cold. It kind of just tastes different. I don't know about y'all, but it tastes different to me when it's cold. Is the best best fast food pizza Pizza Hut? I love Pizza Hut, but people think it's Domino's. I'm like, I don't know. Pizza Patron, man. Pizza Patron. Pizza Patron? That's, that's a hot take right there, man. Wow. I, I, like, I like me some Pizza Patron, man. Pizza I mean, Pizza Patron. Hut Pizza Hut stuffed crust was like my childhood, man, but I don't know. Pizza Hut stuffed crust was the reason why I was a big fat person. <laughs> man, but I mean... Yeah, when I, I, was, I, was a big, I was a big tubby, too, because of that. When, when I was balling on a budget, man, and go to CeCe's, ooh. Ooh, yeah, Rocky, there you go. Did you, did you used to, like, scoop off or, like, slide off, like, three slices worth of toppings on one bread? Dude, heck yeah, I didn't. I what the hot. hell are y'all talking about? Yeah, man. No, because you don't want to fill up on carbs, dude. You want to get your money's worth, so what do you do? You load up on the good stuff, which is all the toppings, and you only eat one bread. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a life hack at CC's, man. Mars thinking outside the box over here, dude. Hell yeah, I need to get with y'all on that. Maybe I can go back to CC's, just don't eat the crust or the bread. I miss pasta. I don't know why we're getting off subject, but I, I'm just missing pasta left and right here. Well, I mean, that was a good segue because that, that, that's the end of sweep or keep, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, now y'all got me thinking about pizza. Y'all suck because I haven't had... Real pizza in a long ass time, almost like two years. It's been since I've had 
pizza pizza. I've only had like, uh, what is it? Cauliflower crust pizza, which is still good. still great, but that's still pretty good. Rudy. It's really, really good. Yeah. Really good. But if I ever want to look like Shamaya, you or the rock, I need to just give it all up completely and hit the, hit the weight room. So I can give me my, uh, my abs of steel and all that stuff. Like I said, all three of you guys are, are male mottos compared to me. I'm, I'm still the, uh, I'm still in a dad bod. That's kind of bad. Yeah. I mean, I still got some flabs of steel over here. Flabs of steel. I'm not good on the abs part. Nice. Well, man, we've talked about San Antonio Spurs ball because DeJounte is now an Atlanta Hawk. We're pretty much all in agreement that it was a good move. Really good move for the Spurs to move DeJounte Murray, considering that if what Brian Windhorst did say is true, he wasn't going to sign his extension. You got to move on as quickly as possible. Get what you can for him. Everybody on Team Tank, hey, man, you got your wish. I mean, they're going to tank now. It seems like they're going to be a pretty bad team. But keep in mind, those draft picks towards the end of the decade, because they are, what, 26, 27, mm-hmm. 25, 26, 27, that's the end of Trey's contract. So yep. that might be potentially some lottery picks there. Trey does not resign with the Atlanta Hawks. So... Yeah, then I was talking about the Spurs draft. We still think Detroit won the draft. It's one of the teams that did win the draft out of a couple. Detroit did come out with the uh, the victory cigar, the Red Arbach cigar in this draft. And then Sweeper Keep, uh, Rock apparently wants to keep everything. I mean, I don't know what the hell he swept tonight. I can't remember offhand. I got to start keeping tabs yeah. on that. So he wants to keep everything, including the beans above the frank or below the frank. He wants to keep it below. The, the, frank. the one thing I do want to keep again is free agency starts at midnight tonight. So Ooh, we should yeah. see some fireworks tomorrow. Um, yeah. I, would, I would be, I would laugh if the Spurs just go all out and just sign all these players and just see Spurs sort yeah. of explode even more. But you wake up tomorrow and it says Spurs have made a qualifying offer to Aiden, made a qualifying offer to Bradley Beal, made a qualifying offer. It's like, holy shit, really? <laughs> Dude, wait, hey, what if in an alternate road, you know, we got rid of Johnson and all that, and then we're just like, you know what? We're just going to sign all these, you know, solid free agents and just make a solid team and compete without Ajante. And we do better. That would be funny to me, but I mean, that's not going to happen. So, but I hope the Spurs do sign some solid players and move on from the Dodge and the. Jay Riches and the Purtles of the road get those big contracts out, even though I like Purtle, but gotta get as high as value you can, man. There you go. Rock hey, is, uh, yeah, real quick before we, we close up shop here, I just want to say, uh, thank you, Lonnie Walker, uh, because yeah. he's he's most likely out, and uh, just want to say thank you to the guy because you know, team first player played with a lot of heart, a lot of passion, um, exact embodied everything that uh, a Spurs player would uh, would have. Great community guy, too. Like, yeah. fantastic community guy. So, yeah, if Lonnie Walker does not stay a spur, we wish him the absolute best on wherever he goes, as well as DeJounte. Wish you the best in Atlanta. I mean, you did all you could here for San Antonio, and no harm, no foul, no, you know, no hate, no nothing. You're a hawk now. Enjoy it. Wish you the best of luck coming out of the East. If you so happen to play the Spurs in the finals, then sorry. You know, we're going to root for San Antonio, but... Mm-hmm. To see if that ever does happen, one thing that is guaranteed, though, is we're done with this episode. And we'll be back next week for another episode. We're going to be dropping something this weekend. Hopefully, uh, it'll be an interview with uh, Jeff Garcia. We're going to get his draft aspects because he was at the actual NBA draft. As well as some DeJounte Murray talk with Jeff. We should be dropping that this weekend here. So, for... 
the rock rocky garza stats himself the ever so quiet tonight shamire on the beat rudy compost jr this is sweep the league again Go check out Baller Boys Podcast and I Am Refocused Radio. Baller Boys Podcast drops every single Tuesday. I Am Refocused Radio drops throughout the week. Great, great content. This is Sweep the League. Till we see you guys again next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.